Hey! Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, and this week with me is Tyler. That's I'm not sure if you all heard that, but that's my phone going off. I don't know who the <laughs> hell is bothering me right now. Uh, I'm getting a text. Uh, it's spam. Spam. It's it's spam. Spam texts are now the thing. Uh, Usually they get forwarded to the box, the spam box, Mm -hmm. the the void zone where I just don't, I don't look. Um, But, you know, some of them slip through and pop that notification sound. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm all right. Trucking along. Trucking. Yeah, this week kind of sucked ass. But, uh, yeah, just doing a lot of stuff around the house, trying to get a bunch of projects done. Before we go on vacation here, like a week and a half-ish. Mm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm all right. How about you? Oh, I'm doing I, I'm doing fine. I got things happening in the future. Things are changing, and yeah. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time. I, I'm I'm starting a new job here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, decided to uh, that that I did not want to make boxes for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Which, I mean, it paid okay, but it was so boring and frustrating some days. And, uh, yeah, gonna go do a job that, uh, by all accounts, is not very hard, so. Yeah, yeah. I just had my, uh, basically my my wingman that, you know, same position as me, we were working on projects, leave this week. Mm. So, at a shit time. Last lot, lot of stuff going on. But uh, he decided he was going to move on to a different place. I mean, good for him. Yeah. He was allowed to do that, but yeah, of course, you know, I just, uh, when you're really busy, it kind of just sucks ass. Because mm-hmm. it was like out of nowhere, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to have to keep working even more until yeah. we find people. All right. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's management's that's job to figure that out. Yeah, um, and that's that's also just I don't know where the job market kind of is in ways. Like if you want people, you got to offer them a lot of money, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I it's mean, always, it's crazy. That, that's part of my reasoning for like changing jobs now is that yep. hey, they were paying me, they were offering a lot more, and um, yeah, I've got to get that money while I can. <laughs> Got to do what you got to do, man. Like, For sure. Because uh, I I don't know when an offer like that will ever come up again. So yep. exactly, exactly. So yeah. yeah, good stuff. I I have to tell you a story. Okay. I it was Thursday maybe I was at work getting on IGN.com. Okay. You know, um, got everything ready for my meeting that was in like 20 minutes or so. I'm like, I'm going to just take it easy for a little bit. It's been a crazy fucking day. Get on IGN. PS5 restock happening. I'm oh. Like, I'm like, okay. Oh. All right. At Walmart. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm going to try. I'm going to fucking try to do this. And I'm going to try to get a PS5 for Frank right now. Because it was at like 3 o'clock. I'm like, you're you're working i guess mm-hmm. yeah at that point that's I'm like, literally when i start I, I saw i saw the tweet about the restock and i'm like yeah they always fucking do this at the start of my shift yeah so like i'm like i'm gonna fucking do this i literally made an account on walmart i put my fucking shipping address in my billing address my credit card all this shit so that way i can literally just go boom boom done all right literally i'm i'm refreshing this page like once every 60 seconds at least 
just you never know if it pops early. Mm. Literally, my my meeting started at three, but I'm like, I'm gonna join like a minute or two late. Like it's fine. Like mm-hmm. I I I'm a, an important part of this meeting. It's a virtual meeting. You know, they there's a ton of stuff on the agenda that doesn't really. I'm not really involved with, so they can start. They, they can talk about that shit first. I'm going to try to get this PS5, dude. Three o'clock strikes. I shit you fucking not. It was all sold out already. Like the clock literally just turned to three, and then I hit refresh, and it literally said sold out. And then I kept refreshing. And then it said add to cart. I'm like, ooh, okay. You know, maybe it just wasn't up yet. Hit add to cart, and then it pops up and it says, sorry, there's an error. Then I'm like, fuck that. Hit refresh. Add the card again. Sorry, this item sold out. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, mm. how is that even possible? The robots rule the world, man. Man, I feel your pain, dude. Sucks. Yeah. Like, I-, I was, like, so ready. I'm like, I'm just going to get this. I'm going to have a ship to my house. going to give it to him. Because it's fucking hard to get one of these things yeah. right now. I had everything lined up. Everything lined up. Damn, I could not believe that. I was just like stunned. And yeah, it was that's... not only the the uh the regular console, they were selling digital consoles too, and same exact fucking thing happened. I was like, this is unbelievable right now, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, the past couple weeks I've been I've been trying to enter those new egg shuffles because it's a random drawing to see if you can get one. So it's not like a rush to mm-hmm. add one and check out. Yeah. Um but yeah, that hasn't. I haven't been selected for any of those. So, yeah, it's uh. I just yeah, it sucks, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, I cannot believe it. So, I'll keep trying if I see stuff. But damn. I mean, I, I I'm off the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just maybe I'll I'll make a robot. I'll make a bot to go scrape a PS5 off of one of these restocks. Yeah. See yeah. if I remember how to code. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man, it's just crazy to to get one of these things. Cannot believe it. Yeah. So, well, well I mm-hmm. so I think last week we talked about that firmware beta where you know you, mm-hmm. you buy a, an expansion drive and and it hope it yep. works for your PlayStation Five. I I did the thing for the Xbox where I just go and buy their card and plug right. it in and it works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I kind of wish Sony was doing something like that, but you know. There's ang- I guess you could think of it as like eventually some of these M2 drives, you know, that aren't made by Sony could go down in price. Um, and they're giving you more options rather than, you know, Microsoft's proprietary thing that they, yeah. they set the price. I get that. But for me, I'm like, I kind of want that proprietary option. So that way I don't have to fucking worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know this works because it's coming from sony or in that case coming from microsoft so yeah yeah well that's cool yeah <laughs> i just you know add another terabyte of space and now i could maybe download call of duty if i wanted to <laughs> um yeah you could make use of my uh my i i pay for unlimited uncapped internet so i might as well make use of it mm-hmm. yeah um, i mean i think it, it's just weird at 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 this point in games and just technology like there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on like you you have high speed internet you have your internet caps but storage we're moving on to a new storage format that's also more expensive mm-hmm. so you're kind of getting double fucked you either have to buy like this you i mean 
it's not even a choice. You buy this more expensive storage that right now is not as high capacity as like older formats of storage. Right. Because it is just faster and better, but also also it's smaller. So you have to like you still have to do your management uh, yes. to a certain extent. Yeah, for sure. The one thing, and it's not by much, that is nice though, is it seems like games are getting kind of smaller, in a way. Like I downloaded um, F1 2021. They gave me the PS4 version too, and the PS4 version was actually. It was almost like 10 gigs more than the PS5 version. So that is one thing. But then you still have games like Call of Duty that are, you know, ridiculous in yeah. terms of space. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's, a little, it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I guess before we get to video games, I, I, I watched Pig. Did you watch Pig yes, yet? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I watched it last I night. Did. Yeah, I watched it Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think What'd that's. Think? A, I think it's a good movie. I love, dude. I loved it. It, it, it wasn't uh, exactly what I was expecting, but that's exactly man. what I was about to say. It it did not go in any direction that I thought it was going to go, and it was so deep too. Like the you know once it gets to the end, the overall like theme of the movie, all that stuff, you kind of learn everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like this is actually like some pretty damn good writing and um i loved the way the movie was was shot and everything too it was it was awesome dude yeah nicholas cage oh dude he was great in that movie yeah i was i was just like i loved the beginning of it i'm like dude this movie i'm like 20 minutes in he said like nothing yeah <laughs> oh if it's you want him. a movie where nick cage says nothing i'm not sure did you watch mandy i did not know he says almost nothing in that movie <laughs> yeah but yeah pig pig was good i also thought it might have like maybe some action to it or something like yeah. that but there's like none yeah in it really it's more of a you know movie about you know emotions and relationships yeah. and your past and all that stuff it's yeah. i loved it yeah Tight ninety minutes. I like it. Oh yeah, I like too. I like the length. It's. Yes. I'm not gonna watch a four hour Snyder cut or whatever, however long that is. Uh. I did, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was all. It wasn't like like oh my god, this is the greatest superhero movie of all time. But there was so much like dumb shit in that movie. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking cool. And okay. Definitely is better than the original, but yeah, I'm with you though. Yeah, I, I, I length was like, great. I have the, this realization that I need to catch up with some of the latest uh, Nicolas Cage films because mm. I I haven't watched Color Out of Space yet. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I haven't. What's the other one he put out? Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, I saw that and I'm like, that seems interesting. So yeah, he's such an interesting guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you give him. If you give him something to work with, he he he's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like some of the worst movies he's been in, like I'm not sure it was really his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not sure you slot in another actor and that movie's any better mm-hmm. <laughs> for for some of some of the stuff he's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He he is he's an interesting guy for sure, and I I, I kind of like you know it's it's just so 
you know, he's just at this stage where he just like doesn't really give a shit and he just does whatever movies he wants to do. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's some big blockbuster or you know, this indie film here. I think this director only has done like one other movie too, which yeah. I never heard of it. So it's just it's cool that he, you know, he just does whatever he wants. Yeah, and I think uh the, the Nicolas Cage situation is why you should uh go after everyone on tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> Force them to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I also started watching uh, The Suicide Squad on that HBO Max. Oh, okay. It came out. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I watched like first 50 minutes of it or whatever on my, on my lunch break on Friday, and I'm like, this is really good. Like, it's probably, I'm not even done yet, but I'm like, this is probably the best DC film, like outside of like The Dark Knight you know, movies like that. Yeah. Just in their recent, I guess, DCEU. It's, it's very, very violent, which mm-hmm. I, you know, it is an R rated movie, but, but I'm like, they just went all the way with it. The cast is like unbelievable. It's funny. It's yeah. It, it's, you know, guardians of the galaxy. Those movies are really fun from James Gunn, but this is like just complete, like unhinged, like, you know, it doesn't matter what the rating is. Like, yeah. just go for it. I'm like, you know, I, I'm I'm really digging this. So I, I can't wait to finish it. Awesome. awesome. So, yeah. All right. Well, there's a Suicide Squad game coming, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, hmm, I wonder if that's going to be any good. <laughs> you know, it could be. I mean, Rocksteady's got a good track record. But, you know, Arkham Knight was not as good as I felt like it was supposed to be and like the hype leading up to that game too uh i i liked it i mean the you don't story, like the bat tank no that was like the worst part about it and there's just some other weird things about it and I, that's the only I thing like i remember whole... about that game is that it had a bat tank yeah. and everyone hated it yeah the bat tank sucked it could have been cool and then i just didn't like the whole like you had to get all of the riddler trophies to get the final ending of the game and it's like i get stuff like that Sometimes that can be cool, but like Riddler trophies are a complete pain in the ass to get. <laughs> that sucks. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. It could be cool though. Alrighty. Well, I think we should talk about video games. Yeah. And the games we've been playing. Tyler, I hesitate to ask, <laughs> but have you played anything not named F1 2020? I have not, but this is probably... <laughs> or 2021, rather. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I technically did. We played The Ascent. Oh, okay, on, yeah. On Xbox, which I have some thoughts about. I'll get to then. But uh, this is probably the last week that I'm going to say that F1 2021 is the only thing I've been playing because I only have one more race left. Mm. And, dude, coming down the stretch here, I can't believe the things I'm pulling off. I'm just, like, blown away. Um I think it was after the Dutch Grand Prix. I can't remember which one. Regardless, I was like 54 points back. And now I am entering the last race in Abu Dhabi, and I am one point back. (laughs) It has been unbelievable. So I won at Austin, the U.S. Grand Prix, and that was... That was a lot of fun just because it was um, rained out basically almost the whole race. And so I just 
felt like I was just fucking crushing it. Mm. I I really like that track because of, you know, it just has a lot of room. There's a lot of good breaking zones that you can really outwork someone. There's a, a yeah, just a lot of room to pass, a lot of passing zones. It's a it's a neat track for F1, I think. So, that was a really cool race, won that race. Then we go to Mexico. And I'll admit, I haven't been managing my engine very well, so I'm like, motherfucker, like, all my, a decent number of the components of my engine were getting up there, and I'm Mm. like, god damn it, I have to build, I just, I have to build a new engine. So, I qualified on pole, but had a 20-place grid penalty for building a new engine, all this stuff, I'm like, whatever, I'm usually pretty good at Mexico, I can salvage this, Um, and I did, literally, twice in that race so i started dead last in 22nd went all the way up to first yeah i think it was first um and then the caution came out a full course safety car right as i passed pit lane and i needed to pit in like three laps and i'm like fuck and then i just see everybody pitting behind me and i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me. So I have to do all this again. So then I pit um, again and I fell back to like 16th or 17th or something. And I had to just, just crawl my way up at that point because in the beginning, well, you know, you're starting from a standing start. You can make up, you know, the field's really bunched up. You can make up yeah. a lot of time, a lot of cars very quickly. Um, and that track's really fun just because it's really fast. And, uh, there's a lot of DRS zones is it's a really neat track. And, but you know, when you're starting single file, re sort of restart and it's not a standing start makes it a lot more difficult. So I caught Lewis Hamilton with like, I forget it was like five laps left or something, but then I also had Lando Norris like hot on my tail. It mm-hmm. was, it was some crazy fucking racing, but ended up pulling that one off. And I was like, wow. And then two Valtteri, Botas, he he's leading the points. He got fucked on a pit stop too. There was like three cars, and so he ended up going back and finishing like I forget it was seventh or eighth, something like cool. Took a chunk out of his lead uh, in the points. Then got to uh, Brazil, and that was a really fun race, only because I couldn't really drive away from the Mercedes teams, but. But at the same time, they couldn't get around me. Like, we were all really evenly matched lap time-wise. But ended up pulling that race off. So, winning there, that was crazy. Now, now I'm like 23 points back with two races left. And it's Australia and Abu Dhabi. In Australia, I'm, I'm like hit or miss at. Like, uh, sometimes I, I'm pretty good at that track and I can pull off a really good finish. And then sometimes I'm like fucking eighth. Mm. Um I don't, uh, that's it's a that's a track that's really fast, but it's also really tricky. There's a lot of really like technical sort of corners that you really have to nail. And I think where did I qualify sixth? And, and Valtteri was on the pole, and I'm like, motherfucker, this is over. And ended up getting a really good start, worked my way up to third. Then I dropped back to fourth, but the field's running away. They're the you know the Hamverbot is running mm, away. Yeah. But I'm pulling away from the rest of the field. So I'm like, motherfucker, I'm in like no man's land. And I'm going to finish fourth. And, you know, Valtteri's going to get a podium. And this is just, this is over. And 
literally came on my radio, my, my, uh, whatever engineer. And he's like, hearing, uh, some problems for, for Botas, he's dropping back. He's got a mechanical problem. And I'm like, no, this is perfect. <laughs> and so it was so funny too, because he was second and Hamilton was third and I was like four seconds behind them. And he, he ended up holding both of them back to the point where I actually passed both of them on the front straight. And I'm like, wow, this is some hilarious like teamwork going on here. And then he just dropped like a fucking rock after that. And so then I'm running fucking, then I got passed again by Lewis. So I'm, I'm running third and I'm like, whatever. I'm making up a lot of points. Lewis, I'm already ahead of him by a couple points. It's fine. Um, then pit stops cycle around. And this, this race was just fucking insane. I'm going down the front straight and literally in front of me, Verstappen, who was leading Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas all crash into the first corner. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I had, I, I saw it at like the last second. So I had to like dive through the fucking grass and I pass all of them. And then another full safety car. And then as that cycled around, I was second behind Carlos Sainz. And I'm, uh, later, I ended up watching the replay. I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? Literally, uh, Valtteri was going down the main straight. Lewis was coming out of the pits, but then dove into Valtteri as they went into the corner and just got clipped. And then they all started spinning. I'm like, this is this race is fucking insane. Like, everything is going my way right now. Mm-hmm. So they both ended up going to the back. I'm second with, like, 10 laps left. I'm like, I fucking got this. Had a horrible fucking restart. I just, for some reason, could not get the car, like, to just feel right. So I lost, like, three or four seconds to Carlos Sainz. And I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll finish second. I'm still gaining a lot of points. Um, Then, I shit you not, dude, four laps left. We're going down. It was, like, turn four or five. Uh, Literally, Carlos just pulled off, and he was out of the race. He was leading the race. Something fucking happened with his car too, like a mechanical problem. So I'm like, holy fucking shit, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fucking win this race. Oh my god, it was insane. And I had Lando Norris like all over me. A lot of defensive driving. I could not believe I won that race. So I'm winning like four in a row and I'm literally one point behind going nice. into Abu Dhabi. It's been a really fun time. Cool. It was, cool. I can't I can't I can't wait to finish it whenever I get to it, but yeah, it's just cool how stuff can happen in that game, you know, and you have, like, sometimes you watch an F1 race and you're like, wow, that was a completely fucking insane race. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of just had one in Hungary, and it's like, sometimes that can even happen in this game, too, to a degree, where you're just like, what the fuck just happened here? Um, everything just kind of has been going my way, so. Yeah. yeah. That's F1. Uh, yeah, then you and I played started some Ascent. Yeah, we 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 played some co-op. Yeah, a thing I didn't mention last time when I I played the Ascent uh, and I talked very briefly last week, and I guess we both we both encountered it during our co-op text size. Oh my god! (laughs) The you can tell that this game was built for PC first. Yes. Um, because just if you're sitting on a couch, and we're not we're not. Terribly far away from the TV, no. playing couch co-op here. 
you can't read a damn thing. Like, even the subtitles we had to make, like, the largest size, and even that you have to strain a little bit to read. Yeah. But you can't change the text size for, like, the quest journal or, or the quest log or whatever you want to call it. And that text size is so fucking small. Like, there, I'm not... Sh- I'm not sure how anyone is expected to be able to read that. Yeah. Unless you're, like, sitting right up against the screen, say, like, on a PC at your desk. Yes. It, it's, it's ridiculous and, like, like, I'll even say unacceptable to have text that small on a console game. Yeah. I mean, even from, like, an accessibility standpoint, like, that's just fucking ridiculous to have text that small. Like, I remember, like, games like The Outer Worlds had really small text. The Division has really small text. But this is, like, way worse than those. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable how small this text is. Um, yeah, it sucks. I uh, I like this game. I do. I, I had a lot of fun shooting stuff. The The, you know, the first kind of ability you get i guess that melee ability is really satisfying uh i like the action a lot i like you know i started we started to get a little bit more into like the armor and all that stuff i can see that being deep it's overwhelming at first uh for a game like this but i can see that being interesting uh i do like the world and i love the detail in it for a game like this it is pretty stunning uh, it makes it really feel alive. However, man, that lighting sometimes is yep. a little too much. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's sick. But then sometimes I'm like, holy shit. Oh, I'm shit. sick. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, just like the this like bloom sort of effect on the, the lighting is so crazy sometimes. It's distracting. Um, and then I fucking, I hate the map, dude. Why? Why do cyberpunk? steampunk whatever the fuck genre you want to call this games like this always have shit fucking maps they're all bad they all think they need to do this like stylized sort of map to fit their aesthetic and i sure i get that but then it like make it fucking easy to navigate you know the the thing about a map is that you need to be able to read it (laughs) yes it just sucks ass Like, I know people, like, complained about, like, God of War 2018, that map, and I'm like, I get it, that map wasn't the greatest, but I will 1,000% take a map like that over this. Um, So that's another big thing for me. I just think the map sucks ass. Um, But it's it's neat, for sure. You know, I want to play more of it. It's definitely a game that I think is way more fun to play with another person, though, I think. Yeah, I, I I have not uh, revisited it uh, solo uh, this week, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure if I will. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I'll play it uh, myself, but I definitely want to continue playing co-op because you know it's fun to just shoot some stuff. I like like the uh, you know you can dump skill points into things. I like how you're just going down like full crit. Oh yeah, you have like 14 points into that and zero and everything else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to bite me in the ass some yeah. <laughs> sometime, but you know what? I like getting critical hits. Yeah, and if you land them, man, it's deadly. You can burn it down, man. Burn exactly. it down. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a neat game for sure. I just, it's got some funky issues. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've, I've played. Cool. Uh, going to finish my F1 season and start getting a bunch of other stuff here that I've been wanting to play. So, what about you? 
Uh, all right, a couple things right at the top. Always playing Final Fantasy. Always, just always. Uh, doing, uh, spending the last couple days of the uh, Gold Saucer event, trying to get, trying to gamble and make as much. Uh, I mean, it's it's weird. It's it's like a big casino theme park thing in the game. Mm. Um, yeah, just trying to just trying to you know scratch that gambling itch a little bit. Uh, although, like it's it's all in game currency. You cannot buy any any currency in the game. Yeah. All the only thing you can buy is cosmetic stuff. Uh, so I want to be clear about that. And you can't just dump your money in for to play these games. Um, but yeah, just just having fun with that. Uh, also playing a lot of Fallout seventy six, uh, and yeah, just just having a good time. Building out bases, make making making nice looking bases. Just just a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess um, the other thing I played is Death's Door. Mm. Uh, I've continued to play that. I I beat the uh, the Urn Witch, the the witch that makes people's heads into pots. Uh, there's a literal character called Pothead, um, and yeah, that that's good. I'm at. I have just unlocked the door outside the next boss room. Uh, the Frog King is is the next boss I have to fight. Mm. So is that game hard? I keep hearing people saying it's hard, and some say it's not. And would you would you say that that game is challenging? Yes, I will say there are segments of the game that are challenging. There are certain like a lot of the game revolves around um, unlocking shortcuts to get mm. to, so that your next uh, run to to make progress is shorter. Uh, there are some of those um, sections that are just a real motherfucker, um, especially if you get impatient. Um, I feel like a lot of the game, the difficulty in the game can be mitigated if you're just if you're just a little bit more patient than I am because <laughs> I'm just like, I want to go in there, swing this sword, or like, I, I just unlocked a hammer. Mm. Uh, I, I, like, I like hammers in video games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I do think a lot of things are hard. I will say, however, I beat the Urn Witch uh, in my first attempt. Uh, so, yeah, there are there are like mini boss arenas that I find are more difficult than the actual bosses. Uh, and there are like these parts of the game that are um, wave based. Uh, you have to beat like four waves of enemies, and those those are they typically throw a lot more at you during those kinds of fights than the boss fights themselves. Mm. Um, so yeah, I having a good time with Death Door. I think I might finish it this week. It doesn't seem like a long game. Uh, the other thing I I downloaded and did the tutorial for uh, Mac Warrior Five Mercenaries. Oh. <laughs> I, I just I just did the tutorial. I haven't really even gotten mm-hmm. into the game yet, but I I think that that's gonna be the the next thing I I try. <laughs> um, I also need to go get back into Star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah, good shit. Yeah, Mech Warrior. That seems like your jam. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I'm not sure if you know this, but like the Mech Warrior and the ba- BattleTech game they take place in the same universe oh, so really? it's like the I same factions some i, I want to say some characters pop up 
between those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, the mechs are the same. Like, I, I, I've I played a lot of Battletech, and I'm like, oh, that's that mech. That <laughs> I, I can recognize which mechs are mm. which. Um, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know they were connected. Yeah. But, yeah. Mech, I remember back in the day, Brandon and his dad playing Mech Warrior 2 all the time. And I was like, yeah, this game looks cool. But I never got into it. I was more into the Mech Assault games. Do you ever play those? No, I on, haven't. On Xbox, they were. There was two two games on there mech assault and then mech assault lone wolf i think it was called something like that and I, the second one was so good i mean you it literally is just you are in mechs i don't i couldn't can't remember if you can make your own or not or if it was just these pre made sort of things from the developers but you just like blew shit up you fought each other there was a campaign to it it was it was fun yeah, those games were cool. Yeah, the weird thing about uh, Mech Warrior that like is different from other games, uh, but like you control like your sticks control different aspects. So you have your torso and your legs, and they're controlled separately. So you can turn your torso one way and your legs be facing another, and you have to orient like which way you're moving because you accelerate forward and back with your left stick and side to side to rotate your legs mm-hmm. but you're also rotating your torso around to get to aim and shit so that, that that can get a little disorienting yeah yeah i can imagine and uh after like i was doing the tutorial after having a few beers and i was like i'm not ready to dive into this game yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny um so yeah that's that's the video games i've been playing shall we dive in to the news yeah all right, first off, I want to get it out of the way at the top of the show. Activision Blizzard stuff is continuing to happen um, in some serious ways, I guess, financially for the company. Uh, the investors are uh, filing a lawsuit because they were kept in the dark about all these things that have come up. Yeah. Um, I mean, say, I, I'm not, I don't really... I don't particularly give a shit about investors because, like, they're they're also like rich assholes. Um, for for the most part, like, majority investors in large companies like this aren't necessarily like the most morally right person, and they aren't necessarily even suing for the right reasons. <laughs> they're suing because uh, because the the other lawsuit could affect uh, the direction of the company and how it does. They're, so they're suing because they were kept in the dark about that. So they could make investing decisions themselves. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is not even a lawsuit about uh, how the company's being run. It's about, like, being left in the dark about uh, the lawsuit that came up about the terrible workplace culture and how uh, the state of California is coming after them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, t- that is whatever. Um, the other thing that is... Ki- I mean, both of these stories are kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't particularly care, but if uh, Activision Blizzard is has a fire under their ass, I mean, they need to change. And if this is something that influences them to change, so be it. Um, sponsors are pulling out for their esports uh, stuff. I specifically, I have some Overwatch League stuff in front of me. Uh, Coca Cola and State Farm are not are 
reassessing how they're going to move forward. And I heard like T-Mobile dropped out of their um, just pulled their uh, branding from the Overwatch League. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's it's a whole shit show. I mean, since last week, I think J. Allen Brack stepped down, but that's okay. Like what? It, that's that seems like a little bit of a distraction, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's stepping down, but like, it's well, it's more than just him. <laughs> yeah, like it is a whole culture at the studio, um, at, at Activision and Blizzard. Uh, it's it's not just going to come down to firing one guy. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I think he stepped down because he was some one of them that was like specifically stated or something in the lawsuit itself yep so he kind of had to go I, yeah I, I don't think there was any other way around that um so he's going to be replaced by jen o'neill and mike ybarra who are going to be like co co-leads of blizzard um so who knows how that works i can't really think of a studio that has two co-leads but you know hopefully that works out and hopefully they can um you be on the same page to help uh, facilitate change at Blizzard culturally um, and all those other things. So, yeah, it's I, I think when it comes to investors and sponsors, um, yeah, I'm with you there. Like investors can be just as evil as the companies themselves and sometimes even just drive these companies to do some of the things they do. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these major companies, like they just exist to make money and please investors. And that's what they do. And Activision's one of those companies that we've seen time and time again um, just do awful shit to please investors and make money. Um, but, you know, if they're upset and then sponsors are pulling out, especially some pretty decent sized sponsors with T-Mobile and Coca-Cola. Um, you know, that's a way to really kind of hit Activision where it hurts a little bit, you know, cause they need those things, you know, Overwatch league needs sponsorship, uh, to, to move forward. Um, or, you know, I don't think it's going to go under, but sponsorship's important for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And then, you know, you piss investors off, but, <laughs> It is kind of fucked up. It's almost like they're just, yeah, they're suing for not really the right reasons. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like they don't really give a fuck about what things have happened. And it's like, that's just. You should have told us things were bad. We don't care. We kind of, we probably kind of knew that, uh, just, I don't know. It's. Yeah. And I saw, um, Fran Townsend. Oh, stepped God. down yep. as the they, they, I guess there's like a women's network or something with Activision Blizzard um, she stepped down as the head of that and I'm like how the fuck were you the head of it in the first place like she's just awful like and, she, uh, is she le- just is I mean I, me. I will qualify this she is legitimately evil for the things she did during the like yeah. under the Bush administration yeah no and, and to me I, it's not even like a a political party sort of thing. Like the things she did and things she has continued to say, she's just evil period to me. And yeah, I'm like, I can't believe she's still there. Mm-hmm. Like if I was activist, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like you've made this worse. You're making it worse. 
you know <laughs> i just cannot believe i just think it's funny there. after all the horrible shit she's done gamers tweeting angrily at her got her to delete her yeah. twitter account <laughs> i know i know it's just it's, yeah she's just awful man and uh yeah i hope she goes um jesus <laughs> yeah i mean i, I wow. i'm not going to look i I think it's pretty obvious that if you're the person who ran a torture ring and like illegal torture, um, yeah, you're probably not the best for company culture. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I don't for care sure. whatever like girl boss <laughs> thing you think you're doing there. Like that is like I don't care who did that. Like yeah. it's pretty fucking awful. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it literally doesn't matter. Like, it's just awful. Um, and then I thought it was, and I guess it came out of their investor meeting, but, like, Activision Blizzard giving updates on, like, Overwatch 2 and Diablo and all these games. And I'm like, that just seems like you're just trying to create a distraction mm-hmm. right now um, to just take the heat off of you. And I f- think a lot of people saw through that. Yeah. Just was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it's crazy. And I I think, like, this next story, I I think it's important to uh, remind people that stuff like this doesn't just happen at big companies either. Like, um, we we have a story here about uh, Steve Gaynor. Yes. um, At at Fulbright. Uh, Right, that's Fulbright, yes. Yes. Um, And, like, this stuff happens to different degrees as well. Um, Steve Gaynor has not necessarily done the specific awful things that we've seen come up in the Activision Blizzard uh, lawsuit, but Steve Gaynor has been accused of creating a toxic work environment. This is general just management um, making the workplace hostile without necessarily, I mean, without necessarily committing crimes like sexual assault and whatnot, Um, but like he's been accused of just making the workplace intimidating for for women and to come in and like share their ideas and and progress in their careers uh he he's his um he's been accused of driving people out of the company because he, because he just his like his style of management and just the kind of control he wants to have over the studio right um so it, it's been announced uh this week that he he's actually stepped down from uh from a leadership position he's 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 going to focus on writing um and yeah it's it, it i think it's important to like recognize that this stuff happens at smaller companies um it isn't exclusive to just the big behemoths um and it happens to varying degrees and like it's not all as awful as what Activision Blizzard do, did um, with their workplace culture, but it things still do need to improve at, at places like this. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of those things, too, like... Sometimes you just don't truly, like, know people mm-hmm. in a way, like... I've seen Steve Gaynor on plenty of podcasts, and he always seemed like a very nice guy. But, you know, behind the scenes, someone can be totally different. Um, so it's one of those things there, too. Uh, but, 
yeah, so he's still staying with the company, and you know, it's uh, it's good that they're you know making those changes, those necessary changes, and that you know it seems like he's realizing that and the company's realizing that you know something's just got to give. You know, you can't keep driving people away, uh, especially when it's just hard to just find talent. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to keep driving people away because you're just a fucking asshole. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's basically what it's and all that stuff. You know, it's just not good. Not yeah, good and that, that's basically what a lot of these allegations I'm seeing in here is that Steve Gainer was just an asshole to a lot of people. Yes, uh, and like probably doesn't need to be their boss anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, just just a reminder out there that hey, you you don't really know. <laughs> Like who out there is good or who? Yeah. Like what? Well, what's going on? Right. Right. All right. Where do we want to go to next? Here? Well, I think in a related story, um, take two, uh, a couple things there, but they, I guess, had an earnings call, and they said that their focus on diversity has been heightened. Okay. Because of a lot of things that are going on, I'm assuming. Um, But the the, so it's from IGN. The company's quarterly earnings today include right at the top a line stating that Take Two has deepened our focus on corporate responsibility. With company saying it has recently made key hires related to diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Um, So. You know, Take Two. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure Take Two isn't the only company that has been seeing a lot of these things going on, especially the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. And went, whoa, you know, we got to do something about this. Yeah. And you know, I hope that they, you know, what they're saying is true that they are working very dil- diligently on diversity and equity and all that stuff and that we don't see next year a story come out that's the same thing from take two you know yeah. what i mean like <laughs> hopefully uh you know because take two is another really big publisher they have a lot of teams and and i hope uh you know this stuff seems like it could be re- very much rippling through throughout the industry and yeah you know, and you you kind of change. You kind of have to wonder, like, how much of it is them legitimately trying to fix their issues or how much of it is them trying to prepare and uh, make too. sure that, I mean, I, I believe at Activision Blizzard, like, the, it isn't a formal union yet, um, but the workers right. have uh, have organized in a way. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm just curious to see, like, how honest their Take-Two and other companies who are going to come out and say that they're doing stuff like this how, how honest they're actually being about that yeah I, I i'm with you there and i think it was like was the head of undead labs came out and was like developers need to unionize and i would totally support my team if they unionized sort of thing mm-hmm. you know it's there's a lot of change happening uh which which is good and you know it's a long time coming for sure with a lot of these things. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I hope hope these companies are honest about this stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess we'll stick with Take-Two here. After they got that out of the way in their earnings call, they want to talk <laughs> about the games that are, that are coming up. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably the purpose of the earnings call. 
to begin with. Um, so the headline here reads, Take-Two prepares double slate of immersive core releases in the next three years. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Take-Two <laughs> wants to... Immersive core <laughs> releases. I, well, yeah. I read that and I'm like, God, like, these companies, CEOs, sometimes they're, the way they speak, I'm just like, Bleh. <laughs> It's just gross. But, um, yeah, Take-Two, they do, so they have WWE 2K22, which, you know. Great. I'm curious about that one. I mean, Um, that's going to have a significantly smaller roster than previous games based on all the releases this year. I think they've released like 50-some people within the past month and a half. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah, really curious about that game. NBA 2K22, of course. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which we saw at E3. And there's another game that they are revealing that's supposed to be revealed later this month. Mm. That is apparently a core release, whatever that means. I don't know what that could be, honestly. Um, it's not so GTA we'll 6, everyone. No, it no, isn't. it's not. It's not. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, then they want to, but in the following two years, they're going to have a total of 19 core releases, seven sports games, or that includes seven sports games, and four free-to-play games. So Take-Two trying to get into the free-to-play area as well. Seems like they just kind of want to up the amount of games they're, they're putting out. Yeah. I mean, what they do is just, uh, it's a Borderlands a game where uh, you pay them real money to uh, open a loot box. <laughs> there was some sort of like casino slot machine sort of thing in Borderlands 3. Um, like you could play slot machines yeah. in other Borderlands games, but this one was different. I, I forget because I only did it once. I was like, fuck this. So maybe just take that and make it a mobile game. Why not? Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'd. I don't know what it is. I don't... Uh, is it... Yeah, is like... Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I'm like thinking like... Would it be Bioshock? I mean, they're working on that, but I feel like that's pretty far away still. Because they were hiring some pretty yeah key positions not too long ago. So I, I doubt that. I'm thinking maybe Mafia, but I know they did just remake that first game, so... I don't know if they would have been developing a fourth one at the same time. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, uh, is it another... It's Midnight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It would be cool to see something different for Rockstar for sure. But I doubt that. I don't know, man. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. And then I'm also like putting on my tinfoil hat. I'm like, this month... Rumors of a PlayStation showcase in August. Hmm. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I guess one last thing, kind of sticking with Take Two quick. Yeah. GTA Five has sold over a hundred and fifty million copies. Wow, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of GTA Five being sold out there. Yes. <laughs> And basically, they have sold 5 million copies in, like, three months. Like, that's how much this game is still selling. 
And they uh, haven't even released their their uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X versions yet. Nope. <laughs> nope. And it's it's literally fucking crazy. And I saw something too of like GTA Online is up like seventy two percent year over year Christ. in terms of player count. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude! It's just. It's almost just, like, completely stupid how much this game is sold. Like, I, I still can't even fathom that. In, like, 150 million copies, like, of course, not all these sales came from the U.S., but that's, like, almost half the population of the U.S. Like, just put that into perspective. Like, if everyone in the U.S. had a copy of this game, it would be almost half of the fucking population. That's insane. That is totally insane. I cannot believe that. Um... Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. And like, why does Rockstar need to make another GTA game? They don't. They don't need to, but. Totally crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I wonder how, how that's going to change when the next gen versions come yeah. up. Yeah. And I, I also saw that Red Dead Redemption 2 has sold 38 million copies, mm. which is not bad. Okay. I mean, I know that game sold a lot and then like really slowed down, but. Seems like it's still consistently selling well, so. Damn. All right. Uh, I guess hmm. we do have some quick hitters here, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare Rema- 3 Remastered. According <laughs> to Activision, this doesn't exist. Yes. No remasters of the campaign or multiplayer exist. Um. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. No. I don't know if I believe that either. No. We also don't still don't know what the Call of Duty is this year, uh, so it might just be this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it would happen, but, like, what if they put out just a Modern Warfare 3 remastered because the main release is delayed or something? Or main you release know? fucking bombs, and they're like, oh, God, yeah. mer- break... Class, right. Case of emergency. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really believe this either, only because those last two have been pretty successful and honestly pretty good. Like, I've enjoyed both the one and two remasters. They mm-hmm. they did a really good job with them. And a three remaster, I think, would be cool. I remember really liking that campaign back in the day. And I remember the hype for it was just, like, through the roof. Um, you know, just cause that was like peak fucking modern warfare popularity, man. It was awesome. Those times I remember, but I, I remember just not liking that game's multiplayer at all. I like barely yeah. played. I did not like the maps. I did not like, like just, just about everything about it. It's probably one of my least played call of duty multiplayers, but the campaign was awesome. And the spec ops was really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. So, yeah. We'll see. I, if they I, put out a campaign remastered for this for twenty bucks, like they did Modern Warfare Two, I'd buy it. Okay, I just I would. I'd buy it, play through it again. Why not? All right. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, well, I don't know, man. A Dead Space. I guess we can have an, a little EA block here, yeah. real quick. Uh, Dead Space, the remake. Reportedly aiming for a fall 2022 release. I think that's a bit optimistic. Me too. 
But that'd be awesome, though. It really would. And that's honestly way sooner than I think just about everybody thought, including myself. I thought this was, like, definitely a 2023 game. I guess mm-hmm. it still totally possibly could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, I mean, fall 2022, like, getting out, like, October time, that's just the perfect time for a game like this. I think it could be pretty successful at that time period, too. Yeah. So... I mean, it's still a ways out. Uh, a lot of things can change. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, speaking of change, maybe the recent uh, surge in Mass Effect Legendary Edition sales um, might change EA's mind about the types of games they want to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, single player is not dead, apparently. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, so sales were above their expectations, what they said during their uh, investor's call. Um, Do we have specific numbers here? I mean, we have concurrent players. There was like, it reached a peak of 59,817 players. On Steam. uh, On Steam. Um, And yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The Legendary Edition did very well. I've seen a lot of people really liking that. Uh, I haven't really played much more of it, but... Yeah, um... Seems like a good package. Yeah, for sure. I want to get into it soon, because I did pick it up not long after it came out. And um, it's like, hmm, maybe if you put out things that people really want, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you do a pretty solid job with it, you know, uh, you'll sell well. And that's... You know, how how long have, like, has everyone been clamoring for a Mass Effect trilogy collection on these consoles, you know? Mm-hmm. And they finally delivered it, and yeah. And also, just people love those, that really original trilogy, you know, and the new game hopefully is connecting into it somehow. I don't know. We'll see. They also said that uh, it takes two outperformed EA's expectation. We do know that game has sold like something like 2 million copies or something like that. Pretty yeah. pretty solid there. So, yeah, if you make make games that are good, people will buy them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's I mean, we I think we just cracked the industry there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you just make good games, they'll sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we have this other then, article about it about the earnings call here. Yeah. But then I guess uh, they want to focus on live service games. <laughs> yep, like Apex Legends and FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> yeah, EA I feel is just so confusing anymore because they're they're like single player is dead. We're making multiplayer games and live service games, and then they fail, and then you know their single player games are hugely successful, and then they're like, nah, let's make more of those, and let's buy these these studios to make more of those, and set up this studio to make it a single-player open-world game. And, but then they're just like, oh, our sales are down just a little bit, about 19%, you know? Nothing, in my opinion, when the company's making that much money, too crazy. And now they're like, eh, maybe we should focus on live service games. It's like, what the fuck do you want, man? Yeah. Make up your mind. They don't want Anthem. They want more Apexes, less Anthems. Mm-hmm. 
I, I bet they're very, very much banking on Battlefield 2042 being successful oh God, yeah. as a live service game. And I wonder, you know, because they, they've taken a couple years off with Battlefield. It seems like this one, they're just putting all their eggs in the multiplayer basket, almost setting but it up. But if you want story, there's story there for you yeah. in, in a short film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I was like, all right. Um but I, I just wonder, like, let's say Battlefield 2042 is a success. Is EA still going to put another Battlefield out in two years and, like, cannibalize Battlefield 2042? Or are they going to have, like, just really strong support for that game? And What do they do in 2042? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, what if we... Will we make it to 2042? I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's, I try not to think about that. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, they're probably very much banking on Battlefield 2042. But I just hope EA continues. Like, I guess, like, I'm fine with live service games as long as it makes sense. Like, a Dragon Age game as a live service game is not something that makes sense. Like, just make that a strong single-player RPG and it'll probably sell very well. And, yeah, you know you could put out an expansion for it or whatever, and make more money off of it that way. You know, a Dead Space live service game doesn't make sense. Like, you know, the, hopefully EA doesn't start. And I feel like they've somewhat learned their lessons, but shoehorning that stuff into titles that don't make sense, like a Battlefield live service game, makes sense. A sports game into live service makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I that uh, new Apex season just launched, so that that's another thing I got to put on my to do list. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out Seer and see see what that's all about. <laughs> Seer, what's that? What, uh-huh. what that's all uh-huh. about? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. hilarious. Ah, okay. Uh, we have an acquisition to talk about here, real quick. Um. Yeah, just the developers of Street Rage 4 Dotemu have been purchased by Focus Home. Um, is Focus Home Embracer Group? No. Okay. They are in their own. Are team. they? Shockingly, still. So they're not Embracer, and they're not Tencent. Right. Yeah. They. So they've done like a Plague Tale, in a sense. Is probably their okay. most bigger bigger title. It's recently. only a matter Vampire. of time. Everything becomes Embracer or Tencent. Oh yeah. Yeah, or Microsoft, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've been been acquired. Um, Streets of Rage Four, and they they did the Windjammer games as well. Oh wow! This we'll finally get a Windjammers Three. Yeah. Someone tell Dave Lang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're basically being acquired for seventy-seven point five percent of their company's value. Mm. Um. And yeah, so folks home, they, you know, not too much else here but um they are a decent sized publisher you know they they have mostly some smaller teams but uh just more consolidation in the industry um but you know i think dotemu is going to have some really interesting success probably because they're doing that teenage mutant ninja turtles game which looks interesting and then they have metal slug tactics which looked cool so they have some stuff coming up Makes makes sense, so yeah, there we go. Alrighty. Uh all right. I guess the rest is Sony stuff. 
first-party stuff here happening. Uh, the Ghost of Tsushima Legends... Uh, what the... This, hmm. There's a standalone version of their co-op uh, part of that game that yes. is coming out. And there's a new mode as part of that um, called Rivals. Um, seems like... Hmm. Seems to me a little bit like Gambit. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you have two teams of two competing. You're fighting enemies. You're They drop stuff. You use that to attack your team. It it, it very much seems like Gambit. Um, not which, bad mode to try to copy. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like Gambit from Destiny's 2 is just fucking great. So, yeah, 20 bucks. September 3rd is when this drops if... You want to get into it, and I'm really curious how successful just a standalone will be. And I'm, in a way, kind of surprised that they didn't do this before. Like to me, this would almost make sense as like a free to play sort yeah. of thing. But you know, maybe the monetization isn't there to capitalize on it properly. Um, but I just would think that would draw a lot of people in. But regardless, got some new stuff coming in that mode. Yeah. Uh, Team Asobi is also working on something new. Um, they call it their most ambitious game yet. Uh, there's a new website for it, and they have job listings. This is far away. Yes. <laughs> it's probably This is probably a PSVR game, I, I'd, I'd assume. I would assume, but I would also assume it's probably just a regular old PS5 game, too. Huh. Kind of maybe some dual functionality. Maybe. There, I, I don't know. It would be, you know, I would imagine this is still Astrobot related. It has I to mean, be. It, it literally has to be. That's like, like the only mascot they really have left. Right. It's they've. Really, we all we all know Nathan Drake is dead. Uh, <laughs> yes, they've really transformed Astrobot into that mascot sort of game and character. So, you know, moving away from that to me makes no sense. And mm -hmm. you know, take Astrobot and like I. Astrobot. Wait, hold on. I'm looking here. Is Astrobot a fall guy? <laughs> eh, Astrobot's cooler than a fall guy. Okay. But I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming they're from. They're walking a tightrope here. Yeah. I'm just going to say <laughs> they're probably going to end up doing a lot of uh, other PlayStation brands overlapped onto Astrobot based on like this this thumbnail I'm seeing from this video. Right. Yeah. So in at Astro's Playroom, like I could go for a game like that again that is just bigger, like a Mario sized game. Mm -hmm. You know? And it would be really fucking cool if they did that. It's an Astro game we are all we all have an Astrobot. It's a game as a service. <laughs> you know. Just just like Destiny, but you're all Astrobots. No. I'm alright. I don't need that. <laughs> oh no, Astrobot looks like a combination of a Fall Guy and a Funko Pop. Mm. Fuck me. Is there Astrobot Funko Pops? I don't want to know the answer to that question, but you're going to look it up anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, while you do that, I will talk a little bit about PlayStation VR 2. This comes from CNET. Uh looks like the next 
iteration of PSVR is going to have uh, HDR OLED displays. Um, we've already seen uh, the kind of mock-ups of their controller. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing an upgrade on... on I hope the uh, new headset doesn't look like you're looking through a screen door uh, like the uh, first PSVR. Um, yeah, just looking like some... Overall, they are improving that hardware a lot. Um, with with the next iteration of PSVR, Tyler, have you found the Funko? I don't think there is one. I can't. Have, have you gone one. to the official Funko website? Uh, I've not gone to their official website. But I just searched like Astrobot Funko Pop, and I I'm going to this hellish website. Did not find it. Oh, wow. Okay, so I looked for Astrobot, and instead I got Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. Oh, yeah, (laughs) great. So I guess it doesn't exist. Thank God. We have been spared a travesty. Yeah, Um, it's bound to happen, though. Yeah, but you have any thoughts about the next PSVR headset? Um, Yeah, I mean, all this stuff sounds really good, like technology-wise, visual wise as well seems really awesome um yeah and apparently sony is really on the hunt for triple a like experiences for this thing so they want games to have basically dual functionality on ps5 and psvr2 and apparently they use like resident evil 7 as a as an example of that which is a good example of that and um, I think Hitman 3 is another one yeah. recently. So I think that is a great way for PSVR 2 to be very successful because if you can make it easy to use and then also, you know, it's like, oh, I have this cool game here, but, you know, I could experience this in VR and I have this game and that game and that game and that game and their AAA-like experiences, you know, it could really really help push that hardware along and you know then there's going to be the other games like a beat saber 2 or whatever that um is also going to be there to capture people um you know i i think they are on the right track it seems like with this playstation vr 2 and then uh it just i think it's kind of uh impressive right now at least how it seems like Sony's really going all in with this. And I hope they keep it that way. Because um, I felt like their own support of PlayStation VR wasn't really there, especially from their first-party teams. And I get that that's a struggle. Like, do you want to, you know, have fucking Sucker Punch make a big game for PlayStation 4 or 5 that can sell 10 million copies or have them make a game for PlayStation VR? You know, that will sell significantly less. I get that. So I think that whole like dual functionality thing could really uh, make, make a lot of sense. And apparently they're pretty, pretty uh, confident about 2022 on this thing. I think the biggest thing is going to be price. I think most people will look at that and go, this looks fucking cool and I want it. But if the price is like $500, which it very, very much could be, I mean, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. But that's also like, uh, you look at other VR headsets Mm. and the pricing there. 
it's I'm, I'm just curious what that assessment is going to look like uh, yeah especially for people who already have a ps5 or people who don't have a ps5 yet and are looking to get into vr what is going to be the right choice for people so yeah Speaking of the PlayStation Five, Tyler, I might, I might be in luck this yeah. year. <laughs> um, during an earnings webcast here, uh, we have, we have a quote from Hiroki Totoki. Um, just gonna read here uh, for PS Five and the number of units to be sold this year. The target has been set, and we have secured the number of chips necessary to achieve that. And regarding the supply of semiconductors, we are not concerned. Damn. Which sounds like they're ready to uh, ramp up production of the PlayStation 5. Yes. Um, I saw a story, didn't put it in here, that they're no longer selling the PS5 at a loss. Hmm. Um, that they, They've got their manufacturing process in place that now they're actually making a profit for each playstation 5 sold but uh yeah it's looking like they're going to be able to ramp up production that's like double what they've sold so far throughout like like they just hit 10 million the other week right um so to hit 22 million by the end of the fiscal year that's uh that's gonna mean there's gonna be uh, a lot more playstation 5s available hopefully i'll be able to secure one um although now that i'm thinking about it another 12 million ps5s and the demand for the PlayStation 5, I wonder how easy that's going to be. Right. Right. Especially like, with, like, growing, like, in the market. They, they're they selling even more in China now. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could fucking drop 12 million PS5s into China, <laughs> yeah. and they'd be snapped up probably. Probably, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of units. It's, it's awesome that they have that confidence of, like, hey, you know, and even 22 million units, like, that's a really, really high goal. And for mm-hmm. them to sit there and say, but we've secured enough to hit that, like, damn, that's 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 good. And I, I wonder what fucking deals they've had to make to, to make this happen, too. I'm sure it's uh, not an easy thing to do. So, Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's all sorts of companies out there that are vying for chips just as much as Sony. You know, yes. unlike Nintendo, maybe they'll work with the Yakuza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. And, you know, hopefully it just means supply will be better and thing can be a little easier to get. Yeah, maybe I'll be able to finally walk into a store, see a PlayStation 5, and be like, hey, I'd like to buy that. Yeah. Instead of refreshing on a browser every five seconds, hoping... Yeah, and it still is fucking sold out when the time comes. Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts. And yeah, then and you it, see it, people immediately reselling them for $1,000, and I'm like, fuck you, fuckers. <laughs> You're going to eat shit one day when these things are readily available. Yeah. And two, this $22 million is crazy. I mean, they're going to sell every console they make regardless, but this is also without, like, they probably won't have a big software push in the fall. You know, or else I think yeah. we would have heard about a lot of these games. Horizon Forbidden West is delayed. You know, they still haven't officially announced that, but, you know, all indications are pointing it to it coming out in 2022. And yeah. The, I mean, Gorilla crazy. Games just went on vacation. 
Yeah. I saw a tweet. They're really? on vacation for, oh. for a little while. Fuck them. Why aren't they working on this game? <laughs> they can't Crunch get you year. motherfuckers. What a, what a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> take the time you need for that. Yeah. I'm sure they've been working hard enough. So yeah, I just think that's that's kind of crazy. It, I am going to be very, very curious this fall. I still think PlayStation Five will sell the best, but between that and Microsoft, just has a great lineup of games coming out. Exclusive oh, yeah. games with Forza Five, Halo. Fucking stoked for Halo. Oh my man. god, me too. It's just oh, it's so. Great. I've actually downloaded the Master Chief Collection in Halo Five. <laughs> I think I'm going to replay those. Yeah, yeah, no. I already played through Reach earlier this year, so. Yeah, my my Halo is definitely my most, like, anticipated game the rest of the year. I cannot fucking wait for that game. So, but, you know, Microsoft just has a great lineup of games. You know, they're probably going to sell a lot of a lot of hardware this, this fall, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's weird because they don't really give a fuck about selling hardware as long as you subscribe to Game Pass. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. It's all fucked up. Yeah. But, yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah. That's the news. I hope I can buy a PlayStation 5 soon. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even mind, you know, I, I, I'd hope even more that I could buy it from a local video game store, which is where I got my expansion card. Ooh. They didn't have it over there in Centerville. I had to go really? over to Lidditz. Hmm. Lidditz Pike one. Yeah. Interesting. That one seems like the biggest one. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it is the biggest one. Yeah, I went over to the Centerville sense. one. I was like, oh, this is this is kind of tiny. Yeah. It Although, is tiny. one thing that bothers me is that all these video game stores are format like they all look the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I walked in uh, to the one on Lidditz, and I'm like, this just looks like a GameStop. This yeah. looks like I'm walking into a GameStop. <laughs> right. Um, I guess the kind of difference between uh, our local store and GameStop is that you see a lot more retro stuff just sitting on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, the retro, the, like they have retro stuff, whereas GameStop has fucking Funko Pops. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Although I did see some figures, uh, some plushies. Some, yeah, some they they do have some of that stuff. They've gotten a lot into like selling um, vinyl too. Yeah, and they're getting like new stuff. Like I saw they. I saw a Billie Eilish. Yeah, they, that's what I was gonna say. They just put they posted on Instagram. I'm like, damn, this just came out. So crazy. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna be the show. Yeah, that's everything we got. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, we still have to figure out what day we're recording next week, right? Uh, next. So next weekend, I can do normal, oh right normal yes. time. So, I'm thinking. Man, yeah. I, I almost cut myself a week of my vacation there. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I can definitely do normal time. Then the following weekend, I'm a, or following week, I'm away from the 19th to the 24th. All we right. So we'll have to we'll have to figure out something earlier that yeah. week. Then um, yeah. So it's either we y'all just in in on a meeting here yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's either we bank we do two episodes next weekend, or I could probably do like Tuesday or Wednesday during the week. Okay. Of that. All right. We'll figure that out. Um, if y'all have questions for us between now and the next time we record, you can send them to us via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. Until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and 
Scooby-Doo.